Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how are you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing okay. I, uh, all things considered, um, I'm floating around in Central City, as you can see by my <laughs> illustrious background that's very poorly green screened in because I don't have a green screen. And yeah, you know, I've been working from home wearing the same pajama pants for like two weeks. So there's that. Yeah, no, that that's about right. Because of course, uh, you know, you mentioned the green screen. We are live right now at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. That's right. Live again on Facebook, even though we got burned in the past, you know, we keep on coming back. It's an abusive relationship, but I feel like we all have abusive relationship with Facebook, to be honest. Regardless, we are here for now and excited to have a few guests uh, that we'll be bringing on to the show as we uh, Zoom them in here. So by the way, if things sound a little bit differently, if you're listening to the podcast and the audio quality is a bit uh, bit different from what you're accustomed to, it's because we're recording on Zoom to make sure that we get everybody uh, as, they're, as they're coming in. Uh, who knows who, who all will have coming in? I'm, I'm, I'm excited because this is not just an episode of Flash TV Talk. No, ladies and gentlemen, we thought we needed to do it upright. Welcome to Grandma Esther's Bourbon Bunker Quarantine College. Heyo. Because we're terrified and the world is in crisis and there's not much we can do about that. But what we can do uh, is try to have a little bit of fun as we are all uh, doing our part, washing our hands, staying, those that are able to uh, stay inside. Um, and for everybody else, hopefully you're able to keep, uh, keep a good six feet away from everybody. We're, we're still, you know, my wife works in healthcare. We're, we're still several weeks uh, away from life even beginning to step in the direction of returning to something that we used to know. But as it, uh, as it so happens, it has had an impact on all of our lives on a global, uh, global level. In many respects, Bell, uh, we began this year getting excited for a, a crisis, for a fictional crisis. And now here we find ourselves in a real global crisis. And there are heroes out there that are, are doing their best to fight uh, this villainous disease. And we want to give them a shout out. Uh, we also want to let you know right now that as we are doing this live, uh, those that are able to tune in, feel free to put your questions or comments or things that you want us to discuss throughout this episode. Um, but before we actually do uh, bring in some of the folks that are, uh, are waiting in the wings here, I want to go ahead and address uh, the impact of the crisis, uh, specifically of the coronavirus, on the release schedule of The Flash. Obviously, we don't have the release schedule that we had before, and this is information is still subject to change because um, we, we've 
gotten a new date a couple of different times, but it looks as of this point that The Flash will be returning on April 12th. Um, that seems to be the case. I certainly hope that's the case. Hey, that's two days after my birthday. What there a birthday go. present. Hey, that'll be that'll be great, man. <laughs> and so, uh, so we're very uh, anxiously awaiting, of course, that new new episode. But overall, the episodes that have been recorded uh, are up until the last like two or three episodes of the season. So, as I understand it, I believe it was Variety that reported this. Um, we can kind of expect going up to episode twenty to hit us um, uh, May twelfth, uh, uh, and that will be kind of the last of the new episodes of the season until we don't know when we'll get the last bit. Now, by the way, I just said April 12th. I'm sorry, I misread that. So May 12th is when we'll get the last episode that has been recorded, uh, that has actually been produced or actively being produced. But April 14th, that is when we will actually uh, be coming back with a new episode of The Flash. Okay, I thought that sounded weird. I was like, I didn't think it was that early. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, misread that. So that, that's on me. But yeah, April 14th. Again, we uh, that's still subject to change. But as of right now, that is when the Flash is returning. And of course, we will be here to uh, to talk about it as new episodes come out and live tweeting it along with you. Wait, where does that put it in relation to your birthday, Bell? My birthday is the 10th. So okay, so it's further away from your birthday. Sorry, man. I feel like I offered yeah, you a birthday well. present, and then I kind of had to take it back a little bit. Yeah. And I, I want to say this before we get started uh, with everything. These captions that I'm reading here as they go by, they're misspelling my name. It's not spelled B-E-L-L-E. It's spelled right. B-E-A-L-L. Get that right, Facebook. This is ridiculous. Okay. So, Bell, of course, re- referencing the fact that Facebook apparently now offers a closed caption. So, for those of you who uh, are looking for uh, a more visual way to enjoy the podcast, uh, yeah, check us out on Facebook. I guess, maybe, in the future. We'll see how it goes tonight. Uh, also, another impact of this uh, uh, schedule, um, overall scheduling has impacted, I mean, every single show that's out there. But uh, Variety is also reporting that during the weeks that The Flash, uh, I believe this is Variety. I could, again, my, my notes are so bad that I'm, I'm having a hard time reading them right now, which isn't, isn't great. But hey, it's, it's a Grandma Esther's, so you get what you pay for. Um, so Variety, uh, or rather Stargirl, uh, episodes of the new series Stargirl will actually be taking the place of The Flash on the weeks that we don't have episodes of The Flash. So Interesting. Yeah, so excited for that show. And there's certainly some uh, crossover implications there, especially with some of the characters that have been uh, 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 mentioned and referenced that will be appearing on that show. But before we get into some of that, man, let's go ahead and bring in the doctor himself. I believe this is Dr. Allen. We are adding him on now to the live call. Hey, that worked. Yeah, look at that. Everything is there. What, what do you know? That is a nice little smoking corner. Yeah, he's got his little pipe going. Dr. Allen, um, uh, a.k.a. Dr. Allen, I should say. Uh, how are you doing today? I, I feel like I haven't seen you in hours. Like I just had this meeting with a bunch of other people with a guy who looked just like you. I know, isn't it crazy? Uh, yeah, we were on a uh, Zoom, uh, Zoom call earlier today. That's the thing, man. Zoom... For us Flash fans, we know Zoom as a villain, but Zoom has really been the hero <laughs> lately. Connected. Well, I don't know. If you look at some of their software practices, you could say it's very villainous. <laughs> just, you know, just throw that out there. Uh, let's, not, let's not talk too ill of it while we're using it to broadcast. But yes, yes, of course. No, Zoom has been great. Zoom is wonderful here at the Flash TV Talk. We're, we're all about the Zoom. Uh, Dr. Allen, I was just actually mentioning, about to mention to Bell that with Stargirl coming uh, and, and being released kind of in the place of the Flash episodes, um, we have gotten word or, or you know, from, from the reports and the promotional material, we know that uh, Stargirl, of course, taking place on a, on a separate Earth. 
uh, is going to have a generational feel to it. Something akin to Young Justice, where you have kind of these newer heroes that are going to be stepping up, uh, finding themselves as they take uh, the take up the mantles or take up these new mantles and, and uh, really establish their own heroes. Now, of course, you can't do that without having heroes to be in the shadow thereof. And so we know that the Justice Society will be playing some kind of factor into Stargirl, whether they'll be just referenced or if we'll actually see the characters on screen. That we don't have full confirmation of yet. But two of the characters from the JSA that have been discussed publicly are Alan Scott, the Green Lantern, as well as Jay Garrick. Now, here's my question, because I've searched and I have not seen any confirmation one way or the other on this. It does seem that a lot of folks are anticipating there will be a new casting of Jay Garrick. But here's my question to you guys. Do y'all think that that's even necessary? Or is John Wesley Shipp the clear choice to play Jay Garrick on, on Stargirl? What you think, Doc? It'd be nice to see John Wesley Shipp in, uh, in another Flash-type role again. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, because I'm not a big guy in the comic books, Jay Garrick in the comic books was the original Flash in the Golden Age? That's correct, yeah. And so, I mean, you know, obviously uh, with uh, his his portrayal of Jay Garrick, I mean, I've, I've, you know, it's, it's no secret I've not been a huge fan of the way that the pre-crisis take of Jay Garrick on this show has gone. Uh, and so with a post-crisis take, it sounds like there's a way to kind of reassess things, reformulate things, have a Jay Garrick of Earth 2 um, that is actually a heroic Jay Garrick from the jump and is not associated with Hunter Zalem in any form or fashion, I think could be uh, a really, really big missed opportunity if they don't take something like this and use that as a connection point with our Flash. But again, my question is, who's going to play Jay Garrick and is it going to be is it going to be more off-putting if it's not John Wesley Shipp? You know, back in the day, it used to be the other way around. But now, I'm really starting to think that it would really kind of be confusing to folks if it's somebody other than John Wesley Shipp. What do you think, Bill? It's going to be the same guy that they got to play Hunter Zolomon. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't even kid about that, man. Come on. No. No, no, no. no I, you know, I, I don't know. It, it depends, right? Because it's set in the past, correct? Uh, no, it's set on a different Earth different earth yeah but okay, it is yeah. but so it's generational i mean the, the based on the descriptions this would be an like an, an older jay garrick um you know okay or, so it is going to be an older jay garrick a senior uh hero uh an experienced hero i'm obviously john wesley ship is in, in his prime okay <laughs> let's not let's, right right I'm not, I'm not trying to imply anything there i just mean in terms of age uh, breakdown, it would make sense to me that um, that he would still facilitate that role. I don't think they're looking for like elderly or anything of that nature. I, yeah, I, I, I think that would be great to have John Wesley ship, you know, put some gray in his hair, you know, make him the, uh, the, the older Jay Garrick that we see in a lot of the Flash family stuff and some of the more recent Flash comics, uh, you know, age him up even if you need to. Like, I think that could be kind of neat. Um, yeah. I, I feel like he would be great for the role. He'd be perfect for it. Uh, if he's supposed to be this kind of like, you know, mentor kind of uh, character or something like that. Um, I feel like, yeah, he'd be perfect for it. Um, you know, if, 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 you, if, if you're going for an older Jay Garrick, absolutely. Why not? If you're going for, you know, the Jay Garrick that we had on the flash, absolutely. Why not? So yeah. it seems like a no brainer. And plus with uh, the, the earth nineties flash, um, you know, kicking the bucket in crisis right. uh, and, you know, that, that kind of, you know, that frees up an opportunity there. Another thing though, the only question that I have about it is what does this mean for uh, Jay Garrick on the flash? 
So that's been the big question overall. We've heard discussions or, or there's been pseudo confirmation that there is supposed to be a Jay Garrick on Earth One. Um, but I'm wondering if the there may have been kind of some lost in translation and that the, the confirmation is that there is a Jay Garrick as part of the new universe. But since they haven't really rolled out how the, the new multiverse kind of all fits together, they've been kind of keeping things close to the chest. Um, one, one person I'm hoping can uh, clear us up. We got Steven coming in. There he is, the Berg himself. How's it going, hey. Steven? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, I'm come on here. here. I'm well. Hey, welcome to the show, Steven. Yeah, we're, so we're just now talking about, uh, you know, Jay Garrick being a character on, uh, on, the, fla- or on the Stargirl. Stargirl, and, yeah. yeah. So the question is, you know, do, would it be off-putting if anybody other than John Wesley Shipp portrayed Jay Garrick at this point in this multiverse? I don't know. I think it would be uh, a thing where us Flash fans would, would go after that. But it would be a nice thing to maybe just go in a different direction with a whole different Earth and just make it different. Yeah, I, as a geek, sure. I'd love it, but it really doesn't. I, I'd like to see something just different. Maybe go towards a more, like even older, uh, someone who's been around the corner, like has been around since the Justice JSA, you know, was alive and because of his speed force is aging at a, a slower rate and so is even older than John Wesley Ship. All right. So, so one thing that did kind of stick out to me, because I, I, I feel a little torn on this, because on the one hand, like I said, to me, it almost seems like it would be off-putting to have a new, a new actor come in and portray the character. Uh, that said, the fact that we got that epic send off to the Earth 90 Flash and like, and not just to the Earth 90 Flash, but also to John Wesley Ship, I almost wonder if it's also a disservice to bring him back after that to take away some of the, the weight of that sacrifice. You know, what do you, what do you think about that, Doc? I think you're right. It would do him a disservice because he nailed that performance throughout every part of the crisis that he was in. He was just bang, bang, bang. And I've said it before on on other and to other people and on other things that the 90s Flash was my Flash growing up. So mm-hmm. a fan of that show, seeing him get the uh, closure on that was, was perfect. So I think you might be right, Bo, that coming back as Jay Garrick again now might just do him a disservice because he did a great job. So here's the question. Who would make some good uh, stunt casting here? There's not a whole lot of Flash history up until the modern era that you can really pull from, from actors that have portrayed the character. So I'm is there an older Dawson's Creek uh, actor that we can? <laughs> what do y'all think? Any any uh, any ideas jump out at you? I got one. I got Go one. It. Hold on to your pants. Aflash. Flash. Oh no! <laughs> no no! Come on! We got Batfleck. Oh no 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 no! Well, well, Matt Flash. Damon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would go. <laughs> Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah. Matt Damon, he'd need to slim down. He's. Uh, I don't know. He's if he's currently in Flash condition. He's got to get that Jason Bourne. Uh, physique back if he wants to flash but um all right so speaking of casting and since you you make the bat flack uh reference um we got to talk about kind of the what has been the the news and the hubbub and the the scuttlebutt everything that that folks have been talking about with the french the flash franchise uh what was it uh yesterday i believe i looked down on twitter i see oh ezra miller is trending maybe this is going to be news about that new flash movie it was not news about the new Flash movie, or in a way, it kind of was news about the new Flash movie. <laughs> uh, Bad so, news. 
So there, there is still some questions as to the, the specifics of, um, of this situation. But for at this point, when we're recording here on Wednesday evening, uh, a video was posted of Ezra Miller, who was being approached by a fan. Uh, she was mock fighting him, not in a kind of aggressive way, but more like, hey, it's the Flash, you know, that, that kind of thing. Uh, and he lost it and said, oh, you want to fight? And he grabs her and chokes her and pulls her down to the ground in not a playful way. Um, so, you know, that's the situation. Those are the facts at this point. Uh, there are folks that want to give Ezra the benefit of the doubt, saying we don't really know the full context of this. I think when you have that video, you've pretty much got the full context of this. Um, you know, I'm sure there are other details going on. I hope the lady is okay. That I couldn't quite find too much information about uh, what happened to her after the fact. Um, that being said... It is safe to say, guys, I think, this is, I think this is a fair fair assumption that Ezra Miller will not be appearing as the Flash in the future. Um, is there any debate there before I continue? I mean, are we all, we're all on the same page? Or Based on what you're saying, yeah, I would say not. I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that until right now, so I'll have to look it up myself, take a look. But based on what you're saying, I'd have to agree that there will be no Ezra Miller going forward. Yeah, Stephen, did you see the uh, did you see the footage or anything? I didn't watch the footage. I just read the description of it, and that seems like enough. That, and especially in today's age, yeah, um, exactly. That's the cancel yeah. culture is just going to take over there. Well, and it's uh, one of those things too. I mean, you do want uh, it, it's a, it's a it's a bad situation all the way around. Yeah. And yeah. and um, you know, I I really had a hard time with Ezra early on. Bell, you and I discussed yeah. this on the show. Um, I I wanted to get behind him. I saw that there was a lot of support for him. You know, in a similar way to seeing Grant the first time, I was like, I was like, I don't look at this guy and think Barry Allen. Um, but then Grant came in and he made it his own. Ezra came in, did a very good Bart Allen. Um, and, and, you know, I was, so I was trying to, I, you know, I was getting comfortable with it. And the big moment of the crisis crossover event was Ezra Miller. I mean, I would argue that the biggest moment of the crisis event from a, from a non-narrative perspective uh, was Ezra popping up on the sh on the show, and that really that was that was it. I was all in for Ezra until twenty four hours ago. Um, so if we're all all in agreement that the the uh, Flash franchise is likely going to look very different going forward, let me ask you this: Speaking of fan casting, who would you like to see come back uh, to to take take on the role as as the Flash to replace Ezra as either this or potentially a a different Flash? Oh, go ahead, Robert Steve. Patterson. Robert no. Patterson. <laughs> what do you think? Flashinson? Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the portmanteau there because yeah. we have Battinson, you know, that yeah. works, but Flashinson, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That, and, see, that, that's a stipulation for me. Whoever it is, it has to be something that you can, like, portmanteau their name into something. So, like, you know, Batfleck, Battinson, um, I, uh, it's just harder with the flash, I think. So that, that really narrows down the choices that we have available to us. Mm -hmm. um, not that Ezra Miller worked at all, but <laughs> you know, these are new criteria that I've just made up right now. Yeah, I was now. about to say, it's a very odd, <laughs> uh, oddly specific criteria you're coming up with. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I mean, like, you know, uh, do you want to see a younger flash? Do you want to see an older flash? I mean, do we want a complete uh, reboot of, of the DC universe and, and have this be? Yes, I, 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 I've been wanting Shazam to be a soft reboot of the DC universe since I saw Shazam. That's how much I love that movie. Um, I, I, I really think that that would be a very good stepping off point for a, uh, a comic book franchise that really reflects comics. Like, 
you know, say what you will about the Snyderverse. I know a lot of people love it. Some people hate it. Uh, it, it wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, I don't think you can make Superman a dark and brooding character. It works great for Batman. Just ask Christopher Nolan. But it, it doesn't work as well for me for Superman. And uh, I, I liked Ezra Miller's Flash. You know, I watched the video and read up on it, and the guy was clearly drunk, and he made, you know, really, really bad error on his part. And that being drunk is no excuse for that. Um, and so... You know, yeah, I, I don't know that there's too much of an excuse for assault. There might be some, you know. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's not. Uh, you know, and so, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. I, I honestly feel like there's going to be some kind of apology coming out of Ezra because he, clearly, I mean, you want to keep your job. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I just, I think at this point, man, it, it just ain't happening. Yeah, and, and if that is the case, um, I kind of would like to see... <sighs> I don't, I don't know how to make it. I mean, do we just uh, moving forward? Cause we even had Ezra on the flash, like one of the biggest surprises in TV history. And so like, how do you just erase that? Uh, speed force magic. I don't know, but I mean, you know, it's it, a multiverse. I think, I mean, we can, we can get this. There's, there's a lot of different ways to, to, to cut it, man. I mean, you know, if you wanted to, all right, let me, let me just throw, let me throw some names out at you. I want to, I want to see, I want to see if this, this gets right. All right. You ready? Owen Wilson. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's the speed force. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So, no, we're not feeling almost Ryan Gosling. All right. That's a, that's a legit casting option. Ryan Gosling. What do you think as the Flash? No. Ryan Reynolds? No, you can't put him in everything, man. No, 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 no. Ryan, plus they're, they're going to bring him back for uh, now. Ryan Reynolds coming for a crisis on infinite earth would have been amazing. That, that would have uh, certainly, yeah. certainly out, outdone Ezra there. But um, moving forward with the idea that this is, that we're, this is going to be a new universe and that Ezra Miller's flash is in the DCEU and that we have a, uh, like a new flash with a rebooted DCEU. Um, you know, of course, you know, Tom Holland, you can't put him in there. I think, I think he could be good at the role. Um, jeez, Timothy Chalamet. Holland? Wait, Timothy, who now? Timothy Chalamet. I don't from know uh, 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 um, call me by your name. I still don't know who that is. Come on, he's like the new hotness, maybe. No, I'm yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, you know what? Okay, so here we go. I how would we know? <laughs> Bell up to date with all the teen heartthrobs. Uh, Timothy, yeah. I'm, 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 so he does have a Ezra Miller-esque, like if you were to do a one-for-one, one, yeah, this would not feel nearly as jarring as, uh, say, some of the switcheroos that the MCU has pulled. So, I mean, like this would, just from a straight-up look, I could, I could see that. Um, what about Army Hammer? His uh, uh, was also in uh, uh, Call Me By Your Name. What is Call Me By Your Name? I have not seen this movie. It was an Oscar-nominated film. I, I haven't not. seen it either, but I at least know about it. Jeez. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, so, all right, so you want to go for more of a straight-up Ezra. What about Dr. Allen? What do you think? Do you, would you rather see a Ezra-esque character coming in and just really kind of recasting what we have, or would you like to see a completely different take? Well, I think if they're going to do a, just a, a recasting, we got to get somebody in there with the Ezra Miller-type look. Like just so, like you said before, so it's not as jarring, but if we're going to go something completely different, why don't we try for like, uh, instead of having the flash as Barry Allen pulled the whole Wally West thing that was uh, for the nineties and 
till around, I don't know, what, 2000, 2010, somewhere in there in the comics. I'm not sure. But I was thinking maybe uh, while, we were, while we, were, we were discussing this, that maybe somebody Tom Holland-like could do a good Wally West flash for the DCEU. So, Stephen, I wanted to kind of give you again another opportunity. So, so if if you could kind of choose, would you rather have a a Ezra esque kind of just a recasting of the character we have, or would you rather see a complete, you know, new take on the character re- reboot it to some extent? Yeah, I, I would. I like the doctor's idea about going towards a Wally West or even a Bart Allen, because then you can still keep Gail Godot as Wonder Woman, you can still keep Momoa as Aquaman, Zach Levi as Shazam, and you can just make him a different character in that same universe. You still have the Cavill's mustache problem, but you can go from there. <laughs> I still, I'm Cavill's mustache not being in crisis. I still think is the biggest missed opportunity in the history <laughs> yeah. of television. All right, well, good deal All with right. Stephen, man. Thanks so much for thank uh, you for having me. Hopping on, bro. thank you. Bye bye. We'll talk to y'all soon. All right, so here's what I want to kind of pitch to you guys and and get your thoughts on. Um, I think there's an opportunity here. I think that there is an opportunity here that crisis afforded us and that the DCEU desperately needs. What if we got a Flashpoint movie-esque movie with Grant Gustin's Flash that, as a result, reboots the DC cinematic universe with a new Flash that's not necessarily him? Could be him. I mean, if it's a good fit, but potentially sets things up to basically reboot the universe. I don't think the CW is going to allow that to happen. Why? It's all Warner. It is all Warner, but the Flash makes a lot of money. And so when you take Grant Gustin out of the Flash, uh, I mean, unless the shooting schedules could line up in such a way where he films this Flash movie in the offseason and then comes back yeah. and does Flash. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's a, he's, he's, he's a dude. Like, you know, you... you Sometimes you like to take vacation or whatever. <laughs> no, I mean, that, no, that, that's, that's a terrible, terrible excuse. I mean, consider the fact that uh, Chris Pratt became Star-Lord in between seasons of Parks and Recreation. You know what I mean? Like television and mo- like television stars can become movie stars while they're actively still television stars. Now, I will sure. tell you this. There is something to be said about maybe them not wanting to price him out of what they can afford. <laughs> so, well, that too, if- yeah. At the same time, if it gives extra validity to the television show, it would probably be great for ratings. So I do feel like there's a balance here. The other thing too is I feel like we're at a stage in collective consciousness where the concept of a multiverse and timeline reboots is not out, out, outside of like, you know, the, 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 the zeitgeist. Like we could easily have a movie in which something happens, it'll probably have to be different, but something happens where Flash goes back or the universe has to be reset and we get him interacting with a, uh, you know, with, with a Thomas Wayne. We get like a little bit more true to form type of uh, storyline that would have been maybe a little bit more where, uh, you know, where things were with Ezra Miller's Flashpoint story. We don't know the full context of, of where that was going, but I'm just saying we know that he technically kind of exists in the DCEU. At least he did for a moment. Yeah. Shared in the speed force. I don't know. That's what do you think, true. Don? Yeah. I actually like the idea. And, and, I, and I know like from uh, other franchises that I follow that you can, you can do that with television. Michael J. Fox, for example, with the Back to the Futures. He shot Back to the Future, the original, while still filming Family Ties. So it is, 
he, he's going to be exhausted, but it is doable. Well, I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's not doable. I think it's a, it's a, it's a thing about like, you know, schedules and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, uh, like, like Bo mentioned pricing, like, you know, all of a sudden you have a, you have a, a major, you know, movie deal from Warner brothers, like that gives him all the right to ask for more money for flash. So it's, I, I, were this a, were, were he going to go do a Marvel movie? Maybe I, I, or, or another movie period, just not, not necessarily a comic book movie or whatever. I, I could see that being a lot more, um, a lot more feasible, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's, I think it would be a great opportunity and it would shoot some much needed energy into the DCEU franchise. Um, I agree. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I agree with everything that y'all are saying. I think he'd be awesome. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be wonderful. I just don't think it's going to happen. No, I, I realize that. I, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen either, but I do think that there's an opportunity. That's all I'm trying to point out is that okay. there, there's an opportunity here uh, to get Grant involved, to do a flash film, to give them a movie budget. You know what I mean? Like get a movie budget, get like a costume that's like a movie costume. You know what I mean? Like let's, Let's let's do it upright. And the other thing too is it's not completely unheard of. The uh, Batman sixty six they made that television show into a feature length film that released in theaters. Like there, it, DC has done this before in the past. Yeah, it was called the Shoemaker Batman films. No, I'm not talking about that. And how dare you? No, I'm talking about Batman. The compliment. <laughs> is it to whom? Shoem- the Shoemaker, Shoemaker Batman films. It's a, it's a compliment to Shoemaker. I'll give. I'll give you that. When you watch those films in the context, we, we talked about this. We talked our- about this. Yes, you're right. The lens of Batman 66, they're magnificent. Fair, fair point. Fair point. But I'm saying that there is a precedent for, for them to actually do something of this nature if they wanted to. Uh, and then also, I do think that right now, they could use a little good news. They're in, a, they're in an era of DC, uh, the DC Cinematic Universe or the DCEU or whatever they want to call it which it's, it's trying to refind itself. It never really found itself the first time. And so now we've got movies like Shazam and Aquaman, which I did not hate. I, I liked Aquaman. I thought it was fun. Uh, you got Birds of Prey, which has gotten um, some good reception and, and some kind of excitement generated for it. Uh, you've got Joker, which is not really part of the DCEU, but multiverse-wise could be. You know what I mean? Like, There's a way to, as they're trying to find themselves and get experimental, why not experiment with this? You got a flash that people love. You got an established franchise. You got the characters, and it would just be a way to inject goodwill into a situation that otherwise does not look good on anybody involved. I don't know. I think they should just give Flash to David Lynch and just have him go ham on it and like just make a weirdo out. I, I love weirdo out there movies. I've watched uh, Color Out of Space and Mandy and uh, Guns Akimbo uh, recently, just, you know, quarantine movie watching with Chris. Sure. And I love weirdo movies. I just love them. And I think it'd be awesome to have a superhero weirdo out there movie. Sure. Do that with Green Lantern. The Flash, though? I think you could do some really cool stuff. Like, uh, I mean, no, you can for sure. Doc, what do you think? Where, do you, where would you like to see them take the franchise? What's the tone that you would like them to strike? Well, if we're talking DCEU, just more life, definitely, because anything I've seen other than Shazam, which I agree with Bell, that should be a soft reboot. Um, it's been, that one was great. and haven't been too big of a fan of the other ones. I haven't watched Aquaman yet, so can't really speak to it. I mean, it's fine. I, it, I think it's fun. I think it is a fun movie. It's dumb, but it's a fun, dumb movie. 
yeah it, it's very dumb but it's also fun yeah okay. um yeah but so so have you not seen joker no i haven't seen joker i okay I, I would i would recommend that one it is it I, it's, it's a breath of fresh air in the way that shazam was but mm-hmm. in a different kind of way um same thing with harley quinn um that that was also and we, we haven't we haven't uh bo and i haven't done a, a panel to screen on these yet uh so i feel kind of odd speaking about no, no, no. go for it go for it <laughs> but uh but yeah like like uh i i enjoyed i enjoyed harley quinn i feel like it was a really um the or birds of prey and the emancipation of harley quinn i honestly i think emancipation is a perfect word it kind of like emancipates itself from like a lot of the uh um darker and grittier kind of aspects of the dceu and sort of establishes itself as like this you know brighter more vivant or vivant no, not vivid. 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 There we go. That's the word. Vivid is my home security provider, <laughs> not sponsored. But yeah, so th- th- those are two that I would recommend. I'd, I'd go see them, like you know, because I'm like you. Like I really like Shazam. I thought it was great. I thought it was the best thing that they put out yet. Uh, and these other two movies, Joker and uh, Birds of Prey, really kind of uh, didn't necessarily strike the same chords as Shazam, but moved in the right direction because it's, it's one of those where it's like, I feel like if DC wants to go down this route of differentiating themselves from Marvel, I feel like that's cool. And I, I think that's a good idea. And I, and I feel like making different movies that are all kind of cohesive in the same universe can work and you can do that. And so like Joker, you know, it's not the same universe, still a comic book movie, still kind of connected if you will yeah um but like atmospherically story it's like all completely different and like birds of prey uh a similar kind of thing yeah it's connected they mention the joker and then stuff like that um but it, it feels different and so that's why i want a weirdo art house flash movie <laughs> all right look if, if if this is gonna be the time then sure let's get it out of the system Here's what I think. I think DC has struggled. I mean, they, they continue to struggle on, on the big screen. Honestly, where I think they could really have an opportunity here, if we're going to use this as a moment, because they were really setting up the Flash to be this kind of new connective tissue. I really, I firmly believe that. I firmly believe they were going to take Ezra's uh, Flash and, and really kind of use this and kind of be the, the central point to whatever the next era of the DCEU was. That's not going to happen. That's just not going to happen now. So why not start from scratch? Hear me out. With a JSA. So actually establish a Jay Garrick flash, an Alan Scott Green Lantern. Let's actually go with some of the more classic heroes. Maybe get Catman up in there. Like, what, like let's go with like kind of an, an, and hire and get some of like these older uh, you know, get, get like a Pierce Brosnan in here. You know what I mean? Like, 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 get some of these older actors to portray characters that are kind of like rolling out. Like they're 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 in their they're not necessarily in their prime per se, but but they're established heroes, right? So we kind of are able to bypass some of the origin story to some extent, and kind of go lean into this idea of established heroes and established stories, and be able to to narratively tell the story of the world and their powers and everything else as you go along. If you think about Spider Man. You know, I know we've had thirty gazillion origin stories of Spider Man. We don't necessarily need an origin story to have a good movie. 
And I think that there's a way to do that with the JSA. And that way, if you're able to experiment there, you're able to build up younger versions of your heroes and kind of make it more of a long-term franchise investment uh, to where a younger uh, Flash, a younger Superman, a younger Wonder Woman, like they all make a lot more sense. Well, it's just like Marvel did with Iron Man. Iron Man was not a top-tier comic book character. Exactly, 100%. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can take like Alan Scott, you know, you can take like all these just golden age characters that nobody knows anything about and completely mold them into whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one's going to get mad when you go and you try to take Batman and, and, and make him um, um, like Deadpool or something like yeah. people would get mad at that. You make Superman really dark and brooding and evil people get mad at that. But like you take some no name D list golden age comic book character and you slap a fresh coat of paint on them. <laughs> like who's going to care? Yeah. I say, I mean, to me, like I say, set up Jay Garrick as, as their Iron Man, if you want to do that, like, yeah. um, like have him be that first hero that really kind of establishes a world and a universe, get excited about like, the power sets. Cool. Everybody loves super speed. And that whenever that's done in any film ever, that's everybody's favorite scene from the movie. Like doesn't even, not even flash films. Like that's just, that's just something that people really get behind. So use, you know, take advantage of that. It's a very simple costume to make look really cool in any scenario. I mean, running with jeans is a little difficult, so they have to kind of explain that. And the hat seems like it would fall off. It, but the point is it looks very realistic. You know what I mean? They're not jeans. They're like Teflon leggings. Sure. They're Speed Force. <laughs> Speed Force Levi's. That's what they are. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm just saying I think there's an opportunity here. All right. So this has been a lot of Jay Garrick talk this episode um, because why not? Love Jay. And, you know, it, uh, it, it seems to kind of fit with where they could potentially be going with Star, Star Girl. And honestly, I think the sky's the limit of where they could go in a uh, post-Ezra DCEU um, a lot of the conversations dealing with that. Before we uh, kind of wrap up here, Doctor, I wanted to ask you, um, we, we don't know where the season of The Flash is going to go. We literally uh, don't know where it's going to go. My guess is uh, they're probably going to kind of wrap up or, you know, I, I almost kind of wonder if they're going to edit the episodes they have in the can in such a way that try to give us some sense of closure or maybe tries to ramp up some cliffhanger that would have been a very small thing is now going to be left us with a big thing. Uh, we know that eventually we will see the close of the season, but we have no earthly idea when that could be. It could very well be Christmas. You know what I mean? We have no, no clue. That being said, where would you like to see this season go? You know, we've got uh, Mirror Iris out there. We've got Mirror Camilla. We've got Mirror Master pulling the strings. Uh, we've got the Speed Force. It's dead. Or is it? We've also got a uh, potential fake Speed Force in the works. What, what do you want to see, Doc? I don't know if uh, I particularly want to see this, but this is a direction I thought of a few weeks ago that they could go in regards to this uh, speed force they want to build. It was something that struck me when I saw um, Barry's lightning turn partially blue when he took the velocity 10. And I realized that according to, to their canon, they've set up the blue as like the artificial connection to the speed force and all that. Get that. So what if they did something cobalt blue like in and brought in another speed that way to help, uh, you know, round things out a little bit and maybe tie things together that couldn't be tied together otherwise, given what we have to deal with here. That's interesting. Bring back Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I wonder if you could almost like, they could almost retcon things that the blue lightning is Eddie, like trying to like ride the false connections to like re regenerate himself or something of that nature and like have him be some sort of embodied, like blue lightning speedster 
Think of uh, Kingdom Come-esque Flash, but blue. Perhaps uh, some of Eobard's energy did something to him. <gasps> Bell! Him. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dude. you know, like season one kills himself right in front of him. There, there, there must be something there. And now with Crisis and the merger of the Earths, we don't know what's going on. So, Dude, Eddie could be back in a post-crisis world. And he right. could be the new host for Eobard. And he could be back. Yep. Dude, I, that guy, I got chills off that. That, <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. That is very, very interesting. So either it, whew. all right, exciting stuff. Like the, the reality is that the show is a ton of fun to speculate about. We'll be back uh, here in the next few weeks with some fun stuff to speculate about. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to give, kind of Steven uh, uh, to, you know, kind of share where to follow him and everything with all the technical stuff we ran into. But uh, Doc, I know you got a couple projects. Let, let the folks know where they can keep up with you and, and find your stuff. All right. So um, you can find me in a couple places on YouTube. Um, I do, if you were watching, be able to see live if for a little bit, you see me in my tobacco cellar. So I got pipe uh, channel on YouTube, Maple City Pipe Channel. I just started out a new project. There's only three episodes to it. It's called The Doctor's Notes. And I'm leaning heavily into the doctor thing. So, <laughs> I figured why not? I figured why yeah. not? So you can find that uh, on YouTube and it's also got a podcast version right now. It's only available on Spotify and anchor. I'm assuming it's going to take a little while for it to get out to the rest of them, given the situation and whatnot, but uh, you can check those out there um, on Twitter. I'm at DR Allen 201. The doctor's notes is at the doctor's notes on Twitter as well. So you can find me in those places. All right. Good deal. Well, Doc, thanks so much for joining us and, uh, and we appreciate you uh, sponsoring the show. I know that, um, you know, right now with, uh, with everything that's going on, the, the opportunity to connect uh, is, is huge. So uh, appreciate you jumping on. Also appreciate Steven for jumping on as well. And, uh, you know, for those, those tuning into the, the podcast or those who were able to tune into at least the first half of the live show, um, I hope that y'all are, all are uh, taking the opportunity to connect with folks, uh, be it, over, over Zoom, over uh, phone calls, or, or what have you. Because while we do need to be making sure that we're physically distant from one another, we need to make sure we're not totally isolating ourselves and that we are still kind of staying in, in communication and, and in community with one another. So um, take care of yourselves, take care of your family, take care of your friends. And uh, yeah, we will be back here in, uh, in the future with maybe another uh, news update or possibly a panel to screen or possibly Flash TV Talk. We don't know. Uh, nobody knows what the future holds. And that seems appropriate for a Flash podcast. Uh, you can also keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow me. I'm at the Real Bo York. You can follow Bell at Ring That Bell. Or you can follow the show at Flash TV Talk. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash and possibly live show, I don't know. I got to figure out what, what happens here. But anyway, facebook.com slash flash TV talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bod for providing music for our show. You can check out the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. I almost said charliebach.com slash soundcloud. Yeah, this is, this is how you know it's a Grandma Esther's man. Grandma Esther's in April. I love it. Lovely. Hey, keep up with us throughout all the contact information. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll be back in a flash.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.